This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 380, a conversation with Paulo Rivera. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 380. It's our conversation with Paolo Rivera episode as we sit down to talk about uh, the acclaimed artist's artwork on books like Mythos, his amazing covers, as well as his uh, his time spent uh, illustrating Daredevil by Mark Wade. Uh, so it's a great episode. It's coming right up. Uh, first, uh, if you want to email me, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher in upcoming episodes. We're going to have episodes with Zeb Wells and Tony Bedard. Uh, so those are great things to look forward to. Um, so make sure to check those out. Um, and again, if you're subscribed on iTunes, you'll get them right away. Uh, so thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll jump right into our conversation with Paolo Rivera. Paolo, welcome to Comic Shenanigans. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. That's good. Um, uh- Thank you for agreeing to do the show today. Uh, the question I like to ask everyone uh, who comes on the show is, uh, what was your first kind of interaction with comics? Uh, that's tough to say. My dad had a few uh, lying around that I, I definitely perused. Uh, mainly for me, it was the cartoons. So uh, a lot of Ninja Turtles, a lot of, you know, later on, The Tick, Spider-Man, X-Men. Uh, and of course, Batman the Animated Series. Those are the things that really got me interested in the characters. And the, the comics, I came to a little bit later, uh, once I got a car and a little bit of money. <laughs> made, made it easier to acquire comics. <laughs> Absolutely. What, when you first actually started going through the comics themselves and not just the animated media, what, what, what were the characters that really spoke to you the most? that you kind of attracted you? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and then in, in the mid-90s, uh, you know, 94, 95, 96, Marvels and, and uh, Kingdom Come came out, and that was, that was the end of me. I mean, I, I, just, I became a huge Alex Ross fan and, and just tried to emulate what he was doing. Now, that brings up a question. So, I mean, obviously you've done pencil art and painted art. What do you find is... I guess your comfort zone, is it more with the painted work? I like it all now. I mean, I started my career doing the painted stuff, but now uh, for the actual comics, 
I much prefer doing pencils, inks, and colors, but I still love painting. It's just that it takes me so long that I can only do it for special projects. Hmm. Now, um, let's kind of backtrack a bit. So when you kind of you saw Alex Ross's work and what he could do and, and what could be done in comics, which was very different at the time, um, what was the kind of leap towards, I want to do this myself? I want to work in comics. Uh, well, I mean, I always wanted to. For me, you know, like I said, with the animation, that's really what brought me in. But I, I knew I didn't want to do animation. I knew, I, I knew that I wanted to draw them but I wanted to draw them and have a little bit more control. So comics seemed like the best option. But uh, that being said, I, I didn't really consider it to be a real possibility until I got to art school. Uh, I went to Rhode Island School of Design. And previous, previously I had met Jim Kruger, uh, writer of EarthX, at a, a convention in Orlando. I was still in high school at the time. And... He ended up being my in, but that was never like a guarantee, you know, back when I was a teenager. Uh, but the, it, it put the right wheels in motion to allow me to work for Marvel uh, quite a few years later. Now, how did you, that brings up the question, how did you kind of break in doing covers? I mean, that's very specific work, and obviously it's been, I guess, the most popular thing you've done is these amazing covers. Uh, how did that kind of come about? Well, um, like I said, I met Jim uh, when I was like 17 or 18 at, at a convention, and he ended up hiring me to do uh, some pinups for his own book, The Foot Soldiers. And uh, I did those for a few years. Ended up He hired me to do a little bit more for some of his other characters. And then that artwork that I had done for him ended up being my portfolio when he introduced me to Marvel. That was in uh, May of 2002. Now, of, of yeah. the, this is going to be a very general question. I, I almost apologize for being so vague, but you, you've done covers with so many different types of characters at Marvel. What were some of your favorite characters to actually put together on these covers? Uh, well, the very first cover that I did for them was Iron Man number 63. And, uh, you know, I knew who Iron Man was. I wasn't like the biggest Iron Man fan on Earth, but I, I did love the character. Uh, and then we went straight from that to a Doctor Doom 11-page story written by Christopher Priest. Um, and I had, a, I had a tough time with that just because, just for technical reasons, I, I just wasn't very good at painting. Uh, and it was the first time I actually tried to paint a... Uh, a story. I mean, I had done that for Jim Kruger, but not to the same extent. Uh, and then they went, took me right from that to Spider-Man. And for me, that was just huge. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I thought I would have to work for quite a few more years before they put me on Spidey, but uh, they put me in, in uh, with Paul Jenkins, and we did one issue, and that was great. It was just uh, kind of a dream job right out, right out of the gate. What, what was your inspiration for how you illustrated Spider-Man? Like, what were the artistic inspirations that you used to kind of put it together? Uh, a lot of Ditko, a lot of Ramita, um, and then I'd say probably a lot of Art Adams. Uh, I had one issue of uh, Spider-Man. It was like Web of Spider-Man, an annual from back in the 80s that my, my dad had, and I just I read uh, until it was falling apart. 
and it was Art Adams and Mike Mignola both drawing the black costume. Oh, wow. So I, I think that had a, a huge effect on just uh, how, how he, he moved and bent and, uh, I don't know, just my, my particular take on, on Spidey. You know, other than that, my only other influence was, like I said, Maximum Carnage and the TV series. Interesting. Now, you bring up Paul Jenkins. Now, obviously, he would become your collaborator on the Mythos books. What was the collaboration with Paul like, especially especially when it started? Like, when you were first kind of doing that story in uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, what was the process like? Uh, pr- pretty straightforward. Uh, it's, it's been the same process ever since. I, I receive a script from the writer. Uh, it looks a little bit like a movie script. And, uh, you know, I do layouts, I send them to the editor and the writer, and they, if they have any issues, they let me know, but usually it's good to go, and uh, I don't know. Uh, it was great working with Paul. I mean, we worked together on six issues of Mythos, and then the one issue of, of Spidey prior to that. And, uh, I don't know, he's, he's a good guy, <laughs> great writer. <laughs> when Mythos came about, first of all, when it first started, um with, I guess the first one, I think, was it was it Fantastic Four or Hulk? I can't remember. Or was it X-Men, actually? Now, now I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. The first one was X-Men, uh, and the second one was Hulk. Now, was Spider-Man, it... Fantastic Four, and Cat. When it was first, um, I guess, how, how did that series kind of come about? Because, I mean, it seems very geared to your style, uh, what you can kind of put together and what you can kind of do. And, like, was it always pitched that it was going to be a series of one-shots, or was it kind of taking it as it came? Like, how did it kind of come about? I'm always curious about the creation of those books. Yeah, well, originally it was pitched to us uh, by Tom Grevoort as a bridge between the comics and the movie. So, you know, it was an interesting time to come into Marvel because, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, I mean, now the Marvel movie universe is this huge thing. And back then, there there wasn't any to speak of. I mean, there were a few things here and there, but uh, they really wanted something to, I guess, bring the movie readers into the books. And so the the way they did that was to retell the very first issue, uh, just, you know, a complete one-shot. And so, there, you know, Paul Jenkins did a great job of, of really uh, taking that first issue and making it resonate with modern audiences, uh, while at the same time giving me a, a nice vehicle to, I don't know, design, uh, basically make my own little movie and, uh, I don't know, try and, and do that for the whole Marvel Universe. Now, we, of course, I was too small, so, uh, too small, too, uh, too... Uh, not fast enough, <laughs> put it that way. And so we ended up having to uh, cancel at least the last two issues, which were probably going to be Daredevil or Iron Man, uh, which is a shame. I mean, I, part of me would still love to do those, but I was just too slow, and uh, we had to move on. I didn't know there were actually there were more planned books. That's too bad. Yeah, they, they wanted to do at least eight, uh, but we just, we never got around to it because I, I just couldn't keep up. You know, like I said, I, I'm a slow painter, so it just, uh, I don't know, it didn't work out. Now, this is a, um, not necessarily a fair question, but of the uh, the one-shots that, that you did, which one do you think you, that you enjoyed the most? I mean, I'm sure you're very self-critical, but which one do you think came out the best in, in terms of what you were trying to put together? 
definitely uh, Captain America. I mean, I, I wasn't a huge Cap fan uh, before I started, but I was after I finished it. And, uh, you know, for a lot of different reasons, I just I really enjoyed the story. I, I felt like Paul had the most heart in, in that one. I mean, he, he's a big Captain America fan as well. Um, I remember him telling me that he lived next to a World War II vet. And so a lot of those a lot of those characters he just had a lot, a lot of love and affection for. Uh, but beyond that, just from a technical standpoint, I had been doing it for a number of years. That was like around 2008. And uh, I finally figured out what I was doing just in time for the series to, to end. <laughs> I've uh, I've always been impressed by that issue. I'm glad that you mentioned it. Then actually, because you're right. I mean, the script by uh, by Paul has you know it's very touching, but your art really kind of excels it as much as it needs to. I mean, particularly the ending is um, extremely poignant and sad, um, but fitting for the character. And I th- I don't know if it quite would have resonated the same if it hadn't been for your art. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I mean, I had a great time painting it, and I felt like it really my style in particular matched the tone of the story and also the era. So uh, I think it was just everything Everything came together in that one issue. What do, um, I mean, I, I think in the trade there was a mention of some of the some of the processes that you go through in terms of, you know, creating the faces, etc. Can you kind of explain or describe how that works? I'm sorry, like the painting process? Yeah, in terms of like, I mean, I think there was in the tray, sorry, in the hardcover collection, uh, there was a brief one pager from you uh, that just showing some, I guess, the sculpting that you do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just curious if you can expand upon like what that process is like. Uh, well, the sculpting I just I like to do because it it helps me uh, think in three dimensions. I mean, the, the thing about comics is even though it's a two dimensional art form, it's really you have to be good at 3D in order for it to work. And uh, that is just one way to help me think around the figure and get the likenesses correct, keep them consistent, while also getting uh, nice lighting effects. Uh, especially when you're painting, that, that's really, really helpful. Uh, but as far as the, the basic process, you do the layouts, you get them approved, that's just in pencil. And then I would scale them up to a larger size uh, and those, those were all different sizes throughout the entire series, but I ended up, by the time I got on cap, I was doing standard 11 by 17 boards. Uh, and I, I switched media quite a bit too. When I started, I was in oil, and then I switched to acrylic wash, which is an acrylic paint that dries flat. Um, and then after that, I, I think by the very last issue by cap, I was using regular gouache, which is basically like an opaque watercolor. And it, it never really dries. You can always reactivate it. And that made things easier for me on, like, the blending side. And that's still what I use to this very day. From the original Mythos books, which one do you, which of the, of the, I guess, the six that we got, do you think uh, stretched your, your artistic kind of prowess more? I mean, uh, looking at them, like, some of them feel like they fit more in your wheelhouse. Some of them, they, it looks like you've got to kind of stretch your muscles a little. Which do you think challenged you the most? Uh, they were all pretty challenging. <laughs> uh, I, Captain America, that, that involved the most research just because it was a period piece, so that took a little extra time. And everything else was just a struggle because I was really just figuring out like how to do it. I mean, that's kind of the interesting thing about comics is most of us are, are hired before we really know 
what we're doing, but the only way to, to, to learn what you're doing is to just do it. And so it's kind of like on-the-job training for years. So it wasn't really until 2008 that I, I felt like I had some idea of what I was doing, you know. Prior to that, everything was just such a, such a struggle. They'd give me a script and I'd be like, I'd, I'd be really excited, obviously, because it was my dream job, but also just a little bit of terror, uh, which is also useful at the same time because terror keeps you moving. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, about 2008, that's where I, I figured I... I, I got a handle on things, although I'm still trying to figure things out. Uh, looking through, I, I hate to spend so much time on Mythos, but I'm such a huge fan of that series, so I wanted to at least make sure I mentioned a few things about it. Um, uh, what I, one thing I, I really liked about the way your art looked, for, and I guess also the way that Paul wrote the script, is that um, they very much felt like timeless books. Um, they didn't feel like they they were necessarily married to now or to then, but they just kind of felt like they were existing in this this every time and I kind of I really appreciate that as a reader that it didn't feel like Paul was necessarily writing a, a 60s story but he also wasn't shoehorning in modern technology and neither was your art so I always really appreciated that it I, I guess that was the kind of the point it was this this timeless story that you could read it now you could read it in 10 years read it 10 years ago it still works yeah that, that's exactly exactly what they wanted they wanted something where they could hand over this uh, this hardcover and be like, this is the Marvel Universe. This is everything you need to know to get started to hopefully, you know, continue reading and buy, buy more comics eventually. <laughs> now, after Mythos, um, so that obviously was your chance to kind of do the interiors of a book. Um, the next time you did the interiors, I think, was in The Amazing Spider-Man, correct? Yes, number 577. Now, what was that like to be able to actually do the, the core Amazing Spider-Man book? Not that you hadn't already done Spider-Man and Mythos and Spectacular, but now you finally got to do the interiors on the main Amazing Spider-Man book. What was that experience like? Uh, I think it was a lot more fun just because uh, it, it was less time-intensive. Uh, you know, not having to paint every page just makes such a big difference in terms of, I don't know, just the, the day-to-day operations of your job, you know, you're, you can kind of enjoy life a little bit more. Uh, with the painting stuff, it's literally all I did for years and years and years. I, I never left the house. So it's just nice to kind of not relax, but just not be so stressed out all the time. Now, when you did, uh, But aside, aside from that, it, you know, it was great being on Amazing. And uh, I don't know, I just, because I wasn't painting, because I was concentrating on inking, uh, my natural style evolved a little bit more just because you were, you were getting a, a, a truer presentation of just my what my drawings look like rather than me drawing and then covering it up with months of paint. Now, do you think that, that was, a, I guess, an important story, that, uh, an important story then because it was kind of a showcase for what you were when you weren't painting? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, there's a little bit of cartooning in, in my painted stuff, but it, it just, it doesn't quite resonate the same way that my, you know, a drawing with ink does. Now, had they kind of pitched you coming on just for that story with the Punisher, or was it something that you had kind of lobbied for, or how did that kind of come about, and what was the collaboration like with Zeb? Uh, well, it, it actually came about through a commission, not a commission that I had done, a personal piece that I had done of Wolverine uh, in a fastball special with, with Colossus. I did that for my art dealer who was putting together like a, a sketchbook. And it was the first time I had 
I guess drawn the Marvel characters in that style with, with brush and ink and I showed it to my editor and he really liked it so he said why don't we have you do this instead of trying to paint all the time and uh, they just you know found a good spot for me which was uh, Amazing Spider-Man with, with Zeb Wells and uh, that was the first of two books I did with, with Zeb uh, the second was another book uh, later on in 2009 uh, and I love working with Zeb he's, he's really funny I, I, I like his his particular take on Spidey where it's just kind of a, I don't know. It's not a, a straight-up humor book, but there's definitely humor throughout it. Mm-hmm. Now, and sh- not long after that, you also got to work with Roger Stern on the um, uh, the Young Allies 70th anniversary special. What was that like? That was great. I mean, uh, I've actually never gotten to meet Roger, uh, but I, I love that script that he gave me. Uh I really like, uh, you know, one-shot issues. I, part of it is just because I'm slow, but another part of it is just as a reader, I like having a complete story in one issue. Um, so I, I, I don't know, I kind of lean towards those because of my speed, but uh, it's also just because I, I, I like it, and, and Roger did a, a really just amazing job with that particular issue again it was another period piece that had a lot of resonance and uh, I don't know uh, I really really enjoyed it I actually just got to <laughs> I, I got to draw Paris in there in that particular issue before I'd ever been there and I just went and I visited the bridge that I, I drew and <laughs> went all over the city you know because before I was only seeing it through uh, Google Street View so it was nice to be able to see the real thing. <laughs> well, that's funny. Did did it live up yep. to your art? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was less fire, but uh, it still looks great. <laughs> that's good. Um, how did you come to um, to be? I guess be maybe be pitched Daredevil. Like, how did you come to? I mean, that was a, a big launch coming after everything that they kind of done with Daredevil up to that point. Um, so that was kind of a, a big book, and it was definitely a break. Uh, I think a breakout. Um, what was that like, kind of getting that job? And that was that even a character you were interested in? Uh, I, I liked Daredevil before then. Uh, I had only read, I think, uh, what was it, Guardian Devil uh, by Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada. Um, I think that may have been the only book that I read. Oh, and I, I, of course, I'd read Born Again. Um, so yeah, I was a fan of Daredevil because of those books, but I think that's, that's why Daredevil is, if you're a Daredevil fan, you're a Daredevil fan because of particular stories, Mm. uh, more so than, than any other character. And so when they gave me the chance to be on that, that was all Steve Wacker. And, you know, he was my editor on Spidey and actually some of the mythos books as well, because he inherited me from Tom Brevoort. And, uh, so, you know, Steve and I had worked together for a while by then. And he said, let's do Daredevil. And I said, that sounds awesome. And uh, then he, you know, he told me, who I, told me who I'd be working with, and you know, it was even better. And it, it really was. It, it was a huge turning point in my career. Like, you can kind of map, <laughs> map my social media like before and after Daredevil. It, it just gave me a much bigger presence in the comic book industry, you know, whether deservedly or not. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to work with Mark Wade? Oh, it's a dream come true. I mean, I you know I had known 
his work since Kingdom Come. And that was that was really one of the first books that I, you know, I really enjoyed the story. Uh, you know, I, obviously I, I came to it because of Alex Ross's art, but I, I stayed and I reread it because of Mark Wade's story. And for me, it was also uh, my only real introduction to the DC universe besides the animated series. And uh, I don't know, so it was just a really big, important book in my life. And to be able to work with the writer who did that was a huge, just so, it was just awful. Like, <laughs> I, had met, I had met Mark Wade previously at, at various conventions, but uh, we had never really talked before. So it was just really nice to, I don't know, get to know him. Yeah. Just an all-around solid dude, and just aside from being a great writer, just a great advocate for comics in general and, and creators specifically. When you were illustrating Daredevil, what was? Were, are there any kind of key, outstanding kind of sequences or moments that you remember illustrating that you were that you really enjoyed or were really proud of? Uh, well, I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, every every script that I got from Mark was amazing. Uh, you know, when I. When I read the very first issue, uh, that opening scene, like right from the get-go, I knew that Mark was thinking about the character in a way that uh, other people hadn't. I mean, just when, when I read particularly the description of Spot, I'm like, I, you know, a smile just crept across my face, like, wow, this guy gets it. Uh, you know, he's, he's not an artist, but he, he thinks like one, or knows how to tell us what to do. And so I just had a lot of fun just playing in that world. You know, he'd give me a prompt and, and I would just I would just go from there. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, like, that was one of the first books that I was uh, involved with from the beginning. So he asked me, like, who do you want to draw? And I said, Claw, Master of Sound. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, all right, let's do it. And uh, we just had a lot of fun with it. That's interesting, because, yeah, Claw, when you read it, it makes, like, perfect sense. Why hasn't Daredevil fought him before? Well, he, he had, but it was Already? just in a very different way. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they had met. I mean, it, it, it makes sense to put those two together, but uh, I just wanted to draw more. And, uh, and Mark made a... Uh, just a perfect story with them. Now, your uh, your cover to Daredevil number one. Um, can you describe the process of putting it together? Because it's a, it's a beautiful cover. So, it's so smart. I'm just curious how you came up with the design. Uh, well, to tell you the truth, that was going to be my my cover for Mythos Daredevil. So I, I came up with that cover, you know, back in I want to say 2000 five, six, seven, something like that. Oh, wow. So I had that idea just waiting in the wings uh, for the right moment. And so when they put me on Daredevil, I was like, well, I've already got this, and this is what we're doing. And they said, all right. <laughs> and that was that. I, I even, I, I had already done a sketch of it, and uh, Wacker uh, approved it right away. And I remember doing a second sketch just to, you know, because usually we do two or three sketches, and I send it to them. He's like, "No, just you're already approved. Do the first one." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, so then I I just went at it, and I, I think I got really sick in the middle of it, and so I couldn't even finish the background by the time 
the solicitations came around. Uh, but I eventually finished it once I got better, and it took like 70 hours to uh, do all the the sound effects in the background. I was going to say, it looks uh, very labor-intensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if you think that's labor-intensive, uh, you should check out the Russian edition. Somebody went in there and actually photoshopped all of the sound effects to be in Russian. It just looks amazing. Wow, My seriously? My jaw dropped when I saw it. Because, like, I know how long it took me. And then when I saw that, it's like, oh, that's amazing. I don't know how to say any of these words, but it, it looked great. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, that, that sounds incredible. But, I mean, your, your version is extra, extremely intricate. Um, so, yeah, it's just interesting to see that it came together so well. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's definitely one of my, my more, uh, I don't know, popular pieces. I have a question, actually. Um, when, when you do, um, you know, do you do commissions, I guess is the first question. Uh, I do, but only in conjunction with conventions. Okay. Now, generally speaking, when you do commissions, what do you find that people ask for a lot of? It tends mostly to be things that I've drawn, uh, which is always funny to me, like, People, they, I mean, I, they must know that I can draw, like, any character, but it makes a big difference once I've drawn somebody. So, it's, you know, as soon as I did Daredevil, everybody asked me for Daredevil. When I was on Spidey, everybody asked me for Spidey. Uh, you know, and when I, when I did uh, Hellboy recently, now people are finally starting to ask for Hellboy. And they did before, but it, it's just a, a question of numbers. Uh, but Daredevil is probably still the most popular out of anything. And again, I think that's because that's what really put me on the map in, in terms of just the comic industry at large. Mm-hmm. What, um, what, can you share what you're working on at the moment? Can I? Well, right this moment, I'm working on a Betty and Veronica cover. Uh, I'm not sure if that I'm allowed to say that, but I'm sure it can't hurt. Um, I just revealed the Captain America Civil War poster that I I did earlier this year. Uh, I still haven't shown the whole thing because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, but I figure the movie's out, so it it, it can't really. I'm certainly not putting out any spoilers. Um, Although, kind of, there is is one spoiler in in the movie, but I think people already know that uh, so far. Uh, but aside from that, just uh, doing covers and posters for the rest of the year. I, I got real tired out uh, on, on Hellboy, not because I don't love Hellboy, but just because uh, I have a 10-month-old daughter, <laughs> so I'm, I'm still trying to catch up on life. Yeah, fair so, enough. Uh, no, uh, no, no more books until next year, so I'm, I'm trying to put things in motion right now that I can start on some big books in 2017 and uh, we'll see how that goes how did you come to work on the Valiant I've known Warren Simons editor-in-chief of Valiant since my Marvel days we worked together on a series of Sabretooth covers back in 2004 and he had been trying to get me to come to Valiant since they relaunched in 2012 and uh, he, he finally convinced me uh, and so I don't know it was great I, I really didn't know the characters that well I, I I sort of knew them, but uh, I've never really read any books uh, that included them. And The Valiant was, again, just a a great jumping-on point. And I think that's, again, why they wanted me, because I'm trying to concentrate on either one-shots or miniseries. 
uh, you know, no matter what I do, I, I like complete stories. And so he promised me it would be a four-issue miniseries. It would have a beginning, middle, and end. And uh, I don't know, that's why I signed on. Which of the uh, characters did you enjoy uh, illustrating the most? Uh, probably Bloodshot. Uh, he's, he's a lot of fun just to draw. Uh, Eternal Warrior. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of his costume, so I asked if I could redesign it. And they said, sure, go, go for it. Uh, so, I don't know. I like both of them. I like Exo Man of War, but sometimes uh, I, I get tired of drawing his, his armor just because it takes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like characters where I don't have to, I, where I can just draw them from my head. You know, Daredevil, I don't need to look at reference to draw Daredevil. Same with Spider-Man. But EXO, I always have to <laughs> look at the last drawing and say, all right, how did I do that? So uh, that, that always helps. Um, if I ever draw EXO Man of War again, uh, I'm going to ask if I can do a few tweaks just to stream, streamline them a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Which, uh, what Marvel characters that have, have you not had a chance to illustrate yet in a cover or in an issue that you'd really like to or that you really feel like you'd like to do at some point? Oh, I've, I've drawn them all at this point. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd, I'd like to do, uh, like, uh, X-Men 92, <laughs> just just to scratch that, that 12-year-old itch. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, when X-Men was on TV, and then when I when I got that number one issue by Jim Lee, I, you know, that just, it, it holds a special place in my heart. And so to be able to draw those characters from that era would be, really nice and I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that just because of how old I am now but we'll see you never know excellent well thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate you taking some time and uh, talking about your process and your career so far oh my, my pleasure thanks for taking the interest <laughs>